Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Monday Night Football was one for the ages. It's a new era of football, and Pat Mahomes is the king. He can put ketchup on whatever he wants. Just keep singing it. Here we go. Freestyle. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. It's episode 37, your favorite NFL podcast. Uh, we are based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, but happy Thanksgiving to everyone south of the border, wherever you're listening. Look Who's Talkers everywhere. Hola, bonjour, privyet, ni hao. Hello, I think there was another one, a Sri Lankan one, but uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> we'll check it out. Anyway, wherever you're listening, thanks a lot. We can't do this without you. Uh, you're growing our podcast faster than we are. So keep sharing, liking, rating, and reviewing. Those re- uh, reviews really help, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Have you ever even heard of Stitcher, Voice of God? Is this no. a real thing? No. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think Huck Media is pulling a fast one on us. I don't think it exists. Yeah, but you know what? Our producer just tells us that we're on something called Stitcher. Yeah, uh, we're on Beep Boop as well. Yeah, uh, we got a new section actually at the end of the show, brought uh, recommended by our, our our pal Dewey, who lives out in Cambridge, and he said, uh, "Yeah, why don't I have a mail time?" So we're gonna have a mail time at the end of the show, and uh, let us know what you think. Send us your picks, your fantasy tips. Uh, your, ask fantasy questions to uh, our our fantasy guru, uh, Voice of God. Don't ask, don't get. Exactly. You gotta shoot your shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of shooting your shot, uh, a lot of wicked stuff happened this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, before, you know, we'll run run through that uh, eventually. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, you'll uh, you'll be eating turkey in America. Yeah, um, probably not here. Well, we celebrate it too. I'm going. I'm going to a, a American Thanksgiving watching football party. That's awesome. I, I know. Yeah. In yeah, the next couple of years, I'm going to be booking off work the future for American Thanksgiving. It's amazing. Three yeah. games. Oh, it's the best. I'm going to the Hernzarelli Funhouse over in Milton. Um, you know, it's funny. Every every Canadian guy that I like uh, has, you know, has this day off, or at least a half day off, because they prepared months ago for the, really one of the best holidays in Canada, and it's not even our farming holiday. American I, Thanksgiving. I farved up. Yeah. You farved up? I farved up. I well, I didn't book it off. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people do this because it's the Lions game that's always first. And oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Some matchups are better than others, but uh, yeah, we need more turkey. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But I also I also agree that our date of Thanksgiving is way better than the American Thanksgiving. Yes. Way too close to Christmas. I saw. Spread it out. I saw this on Instagram. Is this what you meant? Like br- maybe I got a lot. I of arguments saw this online. Basically, the family time is way too close together. Yeah, you need six months between all this family. Not like um in America, it's literally a month. Yeah, what is what is Canadian Thanksgiving? It's like before Thanksgiving, before Halloween, first weekend of October. There you go, Huck, Huck's on it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's way better. Oh man, I mean, everyone's look, seeing your family's great. I, you know, I lived overseas for a couple of years. You actually miss these farming people. Yeah, and but all the travel too. It's not in. It's not winter yet. It's the fall. Oh you're, yeah, you're not freezing your dick off. No, I mean, but you got. I mean. You know, everyone's got a you know some weird uncle that uh, you know comes by, and mom's just hoping he just kind of just relaxes, doesn't say anything weird. Yeah, you know, just, just, just just do the potatoes. Just ig- ignore Uncle Terry. If you're gonna have the punch, can you at least use a cup? You know. Yeah, just he's got some different ideas, I, kids. I gotta, I gotta, just I gotta don't repeat aunt, what got, Uncle Ted says. I got an aunt that massages everybody. Oh, yeah. We've, I think we've talked about <laughs> it, this before. It, it just always happens. It's consistent. That's it. <laughs> It's a spicy yeah. holiday. And Pat, if you're a listener, okay, you know what? I mean, everyone's relaxed already. It's Thanksgiving. That's good. 
I'll take a free massage. Let's go. Oh, man. She's got some things hanging down there that rub against your back. It's not makes for an uncomfortable dinner. <laughs> yeah. Not enough support. <laughs> no. No, not enough support anywhere. Big lack. But happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, I personally love just, uh, I might, I mean, I know uh, everything I say about food on this show, we get a lot of responses. People You've like got some weird food. People takes. like olives and, and all over the world. And uh, olive oil, not the olives. Themselves. I'm apparently the idiot. And eggnog, people like. Apparently, it's good. You even said uh, that. Eggnog is great. Olives yeah. are kind of trash. But one thing I far and love to do is just take the leftovers, you know, a day or two later. Open face turkey sandwich with stuffing. My sister's mashed potatoes. It's actually really good at those. And then just douse the thing in gravy like it's on fire. Everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. Everything on gravy. Gravy. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm as skinny as a number two pencil, man. I can eat fucking like six of these sandwiches. And no cranberry sauce because it's trash. Nobody likes it and it just gets thrown out. Stop S- wasting cranberry sauce. Save the world, folks. Yep. Yep. Don't even make the juice. Just yeah. I hate cranberries. <laughs> cranberries suck. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So much wicked football uh, tomorrow and this past weekend. Obviously, you saw Monday Night Football unless you were in space or um, watching reruns of The Basher, which is always fun, by the way. Huck Media is looking at me right now. He's like, I love to do that. Yeah. The guy bets on The Bachelor and wins. All right. Be, be a sharp at something. You know, if you're going to be, be good at something in your life, Huck Media can grow a mustache and bet The Bachelor. But if you're not like Huck Media... got some other tricks up his Yeah, he sure does. But those are great. But what a game. Uh, We're going to get into that uh, in in, uh, News That Matters, because nothing matters more than football changing right before our eyes. Voice of God. Oh, mama. Yeah. Um, Fired up. Anyway, uh, Weird Mike missed it. He's... uh, By the way, folks, if you noticed, there's no snapping uh, that you've heard. You haven't heard any weird stretching going on in the background. He's in Colombia. No uh, weird smells to report. Absolutely. Grunts, you know. He's actually pretty rattled with us right now because he he sent like this video he made on some boat. Um, anyway, and he really wants us to post it on Instagram. But if you had Weird Mike in your work group, as we sort of are, and he lit up your group chat like he lights up ours, you'd withhold little stuff like this, like Instagram passwords. You'd, you'd probably set up a separate group chat with <laughs> yeah, everyone else. Right. Anyway, Weird Mike, if you're listening, I'm sure at some point you will be, probably with me tomorrow watching football. Um, if you get your weird pick right, which uh, you know, you'll, we'll announce later in the show, we will post a portion of that video. If you get your weird pick wrong, we won't. <laughs> and if anyone knows Weird Mike, oh, he hates this. going to kill him. I know. Anyway, he'll be back next week, and you'll hear him his weird pick this week. He did a spite pick last week. He picked the Jags, or sorry, the Steelers to cover five and a half points. They came back and won. They didn't cover. Uh, so I'm taking honors this week. Weird Michael. Talking to a guy who's not even here. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, man. We owe an apology to Jason Garrett before we get started here. Okay? At least I do. And, and since I represent the show a lot, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll apologize just from me, Jeff. Because Andy's looking at me like he's twisting his stash. He's like, I never said this. Okay? I'm going to have to intervene at some point. Here. Right. Well, I'm not apologizing for his efficiency of coaching the offense or running, you know, the major corporation that NFL team is. Because I still feel like he's a bit of a balloon. He's like a Hugh Jackson yeah. part two. Yeah. Dallas' last two wins, it's not like, okay, yeah. Jason is a good coach. Right. That's not what we're getting at. That's not what okay. we're getting at. Great. No, 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 you no, scared not, me for a not minute. not apologizing for, for what we all believe is his 
inadequacy of coaching. What I'm apologizing for is I, I look myself in the mirror the other day, Ugh, face for radio, but um, I'm not that much of an asshole, am I? I mean, I'm looking at the first, the big, first big win he's had all season. Last week, I just ripped him apart for the smile he had on his face, shaking Doug Peterson's hand. You know what? His job was in jeopardy. I've had my job in jeopardy before, but I've never had my job talked about on every radio station as I'm driving to work. Happen to check any social media feed? There's memes of my clapping coaching, which is your own farvin' fault, bro, okay? But the point is, he's got kids. He's got a wife. He's been the coach of the Dallas Cowboys for nine years. That's the only real job he's ever had. He doesn't even know how to be an NFL coach of any other team because no one else would hire him. He's God, just no. the coach of the Cowboys because it doesn't fuck with Jerry Jones. And, like, if you ever went into a you know, interview for another head coaching position. He'd just bring in a suitcase of, you know, blackmail material he has on Jerry Jones. That has to be how he got the job in the first right. place. Or here's here's video of how I blow him. You know, I I can use teeth if you want. Yeah, you know? like this is this is he's got no other head coaching gig that he could get. And he was on the verge of losing it. Or at least, you know, could be if he keeps losing. So the smile on his face, while he did look like a twat. <laughs> was a guy possibly, who am I to judge his smile, just happy they didn't have to look his family in the face the next day and be like, yeah, everyone was right. I am fired. He's the, yeah, <laughs> he's the guy who did nothing in the yeah. group project. You, you got like a 90 yeah. and then was bragging about it. Right. But I just felt this bad. Was not your contributions. Yes. He's still smiling like a douchebag, but he also you know, got to keep his job and his family's not humiliated. So on behalf of Look Who's Talking, I'm sorry, Jason Garrett, not because you're a good football coach who deserves your job, and not because any win I would really even attribute to you, uh, but just because you, got, you, you kept your job, you got a family. It's on a human level. Yeah, Thanksgiving, bro. We got a heart. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> We're thankful for the content you supply us with. Yeah, now, uh, just to shift gears here, I'd like to point out, because, you know, we don't get everything right on this show, okay? But... Uh, Last year, I said in the truth of the week that off offensive football is changing before our eyes. I said it was going to take a little while to kick in, voice of God. But we are, I think Monday night showed us that offensive football is changing like we said it was going to, where big chunk yardage slash throwing for long bombs because if you have four seconds of protection, why are you going to waste that four seconds of protection on a, call it a 60% ball to get four yards? You know, for the most part, besides the Randy Moss era, this is what Tom Brady does. He never beats himself. He goes down the field very methodically, throws to his running backs, his tight ends, whoever you're going to leave. It's not with. sexy. It's not that sexy. None of his two-minute drives are, but they're, they get it done. But that's why they're not really going to be able to keep up with Kansas City. That's why no one else... Really in the league can besides maybe the Rams, Steelers, you know, Saints. Yep. Because big chunk yardage is now going to be the new norm. Like the three-pointer in basketball. If you're shooting a 40% ball that's worth two points, why not shoot a 39% a ball or a 38% ball that's worth three points? If we're going to throw and we got four seconds of protection, we're not wasting that protection anymore. We're going down the field. You get a strip sack on me for a touchdown? No problem. I'm going chunk yards down the field again. As in, I'm going to get more possessions, and I'm going to take more chances, and these 40% balls are going to get caught because I got the fastest guy in the game, and he can get behind you. 
This is what Al Davis was trying to do for the Raiders for 20 years. I know it's a little bit before your time, voice of God, but you know your history. I know Al. Yeah. I think Weird Mike went to school with Al. (laughs) (laughs) But he was always looking for a guy with a massive arm and the fastest football players coming out of college because he saw this coming. He's never hired the coach to execute it. He had John Gruden for a while, and he traded him. And words, debate still out whether that's him. But he drafted Jamarcus Russell because the guy could throw 80 yards from his knees. And he drafted Darius Hayward Bay in front of Michael Crabtree, a guy who was projected, projected to go in the third or fourth round because he's not that good of a receiver. Mm-hmm. No, fastest guy, fastest guy in the 40, Al Davis, 70 years old. He's like, that's the guy I want. Because offense is changing. I just don't know when it's happening. I don't know how to do it, but I'll, I want to be ready for it. Either way, it's changing in front of our eyes. And again, just to get ahead of all this, Bill Belichick will be the guy that once everybody starts get it, playing extra DBs and extra safeties and kind of spreading out your cover defense just to protect against a Kansas City and Rams-like offense. Yeah, <laughs> Belichick looks like Coach Palmateer told me. Football doesn't, you know, it always comes around full circle. He'll be the guy to put two fullbacks on the field and just run it right through you until you have to draft new guys next year. Six always a step egg, ahead. Baby. Oh, God, so much talk about that from Monday Night Game. I'm excited because that's why you watch sports. It felt like it was written. It felt like a movie. Lived up to the hype. I'll get in, into this in the truth of the week because it wasn't a movie. That's why sports are amazing. Nobody wrote it. Moving right into our news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. I love your double all right, by the way. It's, it's, it's become your trademark. You know, every tweet that you do, if you're responding to fantasy stuff, should be, all right, all right. All right, all right. Take Baker Mayfield. uh, I did. (laughs) Yeah, one less than Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Uh, See, and look, it worked for him. Yeah, launched his career. (laughs) Absolutely. The Monday Night Game, as Jeff teased, holy farm. Yeah. Buckle up, folks. Uh, That was wild. Hopefully, you cleared your schedule to watch accordingly. Didn't pull a Chris Adams and... uh, Worked the night shift and missed the whole Farvin game. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it was absolute mayhem from start to finish. Um, Offensive mayhem because that's what people want. And that is where the league is going, as Jeff predicted. Um, But, yeah, holy crap. Rams took it uh, at home in a shootout for the game that was supposed to be in Mexico City uh, down at Aztec Arena. And I don't know if you guys saw the tweets and the pictures, but, yeah, that looked horrendous. Apparently there was a wild Shakira concert. That happened there. The field was completely like ripped to shreds. It looked like like gophers infested it. Like so, they they moved it uh, into L.A. You know what, sorry, you know what I was thinking was what like about, you know half halfway through the second quarter when you're like this might be the game of games. I'm thinking about the staff in charge of operations in Mexico at La Azteca, looking at the the field ops guy halfway through the second quarter as they are missing out. On the game of, you know, a game of the decade at least. Possibly one of the best games ever. They're looking at the guy who was in charge of keeping the field ready. And just, I don't know, throwing look, shit at him. Look what you did, you little, little jerk. Yeah, you're sleeping in the hide bed with Fuller. But, um, yeah, absolute slugfest from start to finish. Um, like we said, the Rams took the W, 54 to 51. Um, but, yeah, like mind-blowing stats coming out of this game. There was 14 total touchdowns scored. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, love it. Uh, six from Patty Mahomes, rookie legend. Um, yeah, two defensive fumbles. One turned into a TD 
or one one was a yeah a fumble recovered for a TD. One turned into a TD. Uh, there was there's a pick six. It was yeah. Um, and also I think it was that was Tyreek Hill's coming out party. Not that we didn't know he was a freak, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't think I'm gonna get a whole lot of pushback. He is the most dangerous player in the NFL. Oh God, any position. Oh yeah, it's uh, just. They had him last year, and this is why Andy Reid was like, I need to draft a quarterback. I know we just won our division, but I got the fastest guy in the in maybe league history. Marquise Goodwin might have something to say about it, but he's not as good, necessarily as good of a receiver. And I got a quarterback that can't throw to him. What's the point of, you know, the, the most space on the field, the space where there's the least defenders, is deep. You got safeties and quarterbacks. They don't know where the ball's going. Anyway, this you're, I totally agree. Tyree kills coming out party. Absolute freak. Stupid uh, taunting penalty, though. Again, the game's still in question. It, he's getting the nicest touchdown of the night on an already amazing night. It's a 75-yard bomb. Don't get the taunting penalty, especially when you're having trouble stopping them, too. This isn't some route. It is true. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's effect, you know, was affected, effective after kickoff. Um, but... You know, it's like two teams like that with such offensive power. Like, yeah. It almost doesn't even really matter where you start on the field because they're marching down no matter what. It's true. But start yeah, outside kicking. Probably. Almost. I thought they were going to do that, maybe. Probably a little smarter to avoid that. Um, but yeah, other sort of headlines from the game. Um, props to the NFL for one, switching it out of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. They often mess decisions like this up, but good job. Also, um, Another random fact, but they, they actually brought in five like stud refs because they knew the whole world was going to be watching this game. And if they had some, you know, floozy, you know, <laughs> far up a couple calls, right. uh, you know, they were going to live with that shitstorm. So they wanted the players to decide the game. It really did. Wow. You know what? One of the best ever. Honestly, it's like, it's like, if, uh, it's like if your girlfriend comes over on a Sunday and... You and she's like, "Hey, it's our anniversary," and you totally forgot. And she's like, "Don't worry, I knew you'd forget." And I brought pizza, a massive joint, uh, two four a beer. Here's your dad's spaghetti from two days ago. That's my personal favorite. My dad's spaghetti from two days prior. Basically, nothing could have ruined this day. And she's like, oh, and what do you want to do on our anniversary? Oh, let's just watch football all day, and I'll rub your shoulders. Not the Aunt Pat one, like the good one. You know? Nothing can mess that day up, okay? Your house could cave in. You would just look at her and be like, we'll fix it tomorrow. Happy anniversary, baby. You're far from awesome. Look, uh, there was, you speak of the refs, there was like 16 penalties in the first half. Do you even remember that? Doesn't matter. Nope. Uh, you know, the... The fact that Jason Witten was calling the game in Monday Night Football. Didn't matter. It was awful, but it didn't matter. Some things are just too good, and they cannot be ruined. Roof caves in, doesn't matter. I'm eating pizza, watching football. Happy Farmer anniversary. All right? Not going to ruin this for anyone. But, uh, yeah, props to the NFL. And, again, like, someone got fired in Mexico City. Possibly a whole bunch of them. Possibly killed. It's Mexico. Probably. You never know. Yeah. A little sketchy. Um, but, yeah, definitely more impressed. Overall, like, you know, Rams took the game. But definitely more impressed with Kansas City coming out of that. Um, you know, multiple times they were down by multiple scores. They came back. They're the road team. Um, and, yeah, Pat Mahomes is a rookie. And he's making it work. Like, golf is great. But, you know, he's had three years in the league. And, Obviously, they both have great supporting cast around them, but I'm scared. 
of, of playing KC probably more than anyone in the playoffs. Yeah, I think definitely something that's become pretty clear now is that Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid's play calling, they are so good and so advanced. I mean, on Monday night, I watched the team beat itself. As in, they gave up 50 points, but they still should have won, no problem. They beat themselves. Pat Mahomes is so insanely talented at throwing the football and such an athlete. He's just like Brett Favre probably would have won more Super Bowls if he didn't beat himself in a couple of really important playoff games. Basically, trusting his talent a bit too much. A check down probably would have got the field goal or at least the first down, but he's done it before. He's got the arm. He's got a guy open, and he's got a rocket arm. Three minutes ago, you just watched me zing it 70, 75 y- yards down the field while I was moving slightly to my right to Tyreek Hill, and he tried it you know, in the last minute there, and it was the audacity to even attempt this pass. He was in the pocket for four seconds. He shuddered out of the pocket. Tyreek Hill is still running full speed down the field. As in, by the time he lets go of it, he's already 60 yards down the field. Didn't get all of it on it. Underthrown. And, uh, and interception, the one before that, his arm got hit by yeah. uh, the L.A. Ram. Anyway, the audacity to throw, to throw the ball. Kansas City is the only one, I think, now that can beat Kansas City. And I'm not saying that won't happen. Because it might. And Mahomes is going to need a bit of discipline. And he, he's going to win a Super Bowl or two or three anyway. But he could win seven or six if he's got some discipline. Jared Goff didn't take as many risks. It was like watching uh, kind of a, Joe Mon- a Troy Aikman, Joe Montana-like player versus Favre. Uh, and Favre always has the arm talent to win. But it's not always there, Brett. And he didn't really ever learn that lesson totally. It'd be interesting to see if Mahomes does, especially this going into this playoffs. Because nobody can stop them. Pat, Patty, it's in front of you right now. Go have the best rookie quarterback season, quarterback season ever. But you're the only one who can get in your way. Yep. No, he's definitely. A couple of checkdowns, kick the field goal, or, you know, have a more normal drive. Yeah, you had all that. the world knows that you can you can chuck it with the best of them. So oh yeah, a couple a uh, couple more smart football plays. Yeah, um, and yeah, you're really you're yeah you're already there. Oh god, it was beautiful. Uh, moving on to a little a uh, little more sour note. Um, if you're a Redskins fan uh, or an Alex Smith fan, like Jeff, um, I but am Jeff's favorite player um, and overall alpha male, yes. Alex Smith, yes. is unfortunately suffered a season-ending injury. Um, this. It was disgusting. If you saw, I'm kind of squeamish with that stuff. So I, I sent out a warning tweet to the world to say, "Don't watch the video if you don't like that because it's gross." Um, yeah. But basically, yeah, he suffered a gross broken leg w- that has been diagnosed with a spiral and a compound fracture. So the bone is in multiple different places. It's oh. broken. There were some reports it may have been through the skin in some parts. Um, I'm almost sorry. Gonna barf just talking about it. Oh yeah. Um, I just did. Yeah, and it was yeah. Another famous Redskins quarterback, Mr. Joe Theismann, suffered a bizarrely similar fate 33 years ago to the day. Yeah. So that if that doesn't blow your mind enough, uh, there's a lot of other crazy, weird similarities. Um, but, yeah, it literally happened on the same yard line in Washington. Same yard line. I saw that. The final game score was the exact same, <laughs> 23 to 21. 
while being tackled by the only three-time defensive player of the year ever, J.J. Watt in this game and Lawrence Taylor back in the day. Um, that's, wow. That's yeah. fucking messed That's up. creepy. That's like yeah. the JFK, uh, Abraham Lincoln stuff. You can't, I don't know if you ever read that. Yeah, you can't write this stuff. No, no. Sports are amazing. Some spooky shit going on. I, by the way, I didn't barf. Uh, I am the loudest yacker in the league. I think actually you guys can attest to this. Uh, it sounds like I'm the big bad wolf trying to blow the house down. <laughs> I can see. Yeah. So, yeah, Colt, Colt McCoy uh, is going to be stepping in uh, to take the reins and list in a very important uh, game against the Dallas Cowboys coming up this week. Uh, the surging two, two win streak Dallas Cowboys led by Mr. Clapper himself. Um, and also, Mark Sanchez has been brought into the mix for a tryout, or uh, has he been signed? Do you know? He's been signed, I believe, uh, as of today. Mr. Butt Fumble himself. Yep, and you know, because of the way Mark Sanchez has that little bit of Fitz magic where he always gets in there, he'll be, if the, if the Skins have important games the rest of the season, which looks like they will, I think it'll be Sanchez at the helm, which is not going to work out well for the the Skins. I don't know. Yeah, Colt McCoy's been in that system for a while since like RG three days, um, and he's like he's a serviceable ba- serviceable backup. Like he can win you games, and you know he's probably a little undersized for a sixteen game season, but hey, he knows Mike Shanahan um, in the system. And you I, you know what's funny is that uh, you you mean Gruden in the system? Um, yes. Is that first of all Colt McCoy? No matter how old he ever gets, will always look about 11 years old. <laughs> it's why nobody will give him the starting reins to their franchise. It's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't. You're a good quarterback. You had great stats at Texas. You're a bit undersized. You look 11. I don't know whether to, you know, give you first team reps or catch the newspaper from you. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. He's, he's definitely got that vibe. Also, you said you were a bit squeamish on the Alex Smith thing. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the game with my buddy McElhaney, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to see something gross?" And and I'm, I hate that shit. Yeah, no. And he, he shows me the video. I'm like, "No, I pretend to watch it," because I've heard I've heard the commentators already say what happened to Alex Smith in the game that we were watching because it's uh, it's the friggin' Redskins. Um, but I pretended to watch it. I was like, "Oh, that's gross." Didn't even see it. <laughs> okay. Smart. Then. I accidentally looked at the screen, and they were showing a highlight of it, and they didn't give proper spoiler alert. Oh. And his leg looked like, you ever hanging up your Christmas lights, and, you know, those icicle ones just dangle? That was from knee to ankle, his leg. It was farvin' nasty. Anyway, oh sorry for that visualization, everybody. But uh, moving on, <laughs> uh, some other big headlines from the weekend. Um, Eagles totally shit the bed in the biggest game of the season against Drew Brees, lost 48-7. to yeah, Carson Wentz, first time I've ever seen him get angry. Yeah. I don't think the Lord's going to like that. No, I'm, no, yeah, I'm, big big God to, guy, yeah. Carson. Does he, he talks to you, doesn't he? All the time. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. I'm like, worry about football or chicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chill out with the scriptures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jacksonville shut down the Steelers for three and a half quarters, and but it wasn't enough because, yeah, and Big Ben, late game heroics, uh, with the help from AB, got a nice – Road victory. Yep. Uh, Indianapolis, statement win, uh, led by Andrew Luck over the Titans. And I feel like this is a big storyline that no one's really talking about, uh, overshadowed by lots of other things going on in the league. But Luck is on pace for his best statistical year ever. Uh, that Their O-line has been lights out. Quentin Nelson, uh, got to be out for rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't allowed a sack in something like six, seven weeks. Um, 
yeah, just Indy balling out. You know what? I, I mean, I'm going to give Luck credit. He's playing great. And he's playing with somewhat of a bum shoulder still. He's still having slight problems with that deep ball. But he's playing great. He's very, very efficient. And his confidence is back. How incredible is it? How apparent it's becoming. I mean, it's always been known to, you know, smart football people and and uh, sharp uh, pickers in Vegas that your offensive coordinator slash head coach, whoever's running your offense, has such a vital impact on how your team performs. Frank Reich takes the Colts. He's got a, you know, a great quarterback, a decent team, whatever, okay? He, the guy made Nick Foles look like the greatest quarterback ever against uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. He made yep. Bill Belichick be redundant in a Super Bowl. They gave up 500 yards. He coaches the defense, basically. Yep. Made him be redundant. That's Frank Reich, possibly the best head coach that, you know, that hasn't been co- head coach long enough. But a couple years from now, we might be like, wow, Frank Reich's going to the Hall of Fame as a coach. Look, just, to get, just as a perspective here, you take the exact same roster in that Monday night game, okay? Andy Reid's Chiefs versus our boy Jeff Fisher's Rams. What's the score of that game? Oh, God. 80, 80 to 7? Oh, yeah, or like 40 to 13. And 40 because Mahomes gets taken out in the fourth quarter because it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So it's a lot of what kind of system are you running? It's just like a good company. Like, who's your CEO? How's your structure? How do your processes all work? You know? I don't care, I don't care how great your um, you know, head publicist is if uh, the system you're running isn't uh, winnable. Anyway, Frank Reich. Wow. Absolutely. Last but not least, uh, big congrats to Lamar Jackson for his first career W, uh, taking the reins over in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, congrats. Congrats. Still, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game. Was he? Did he pass it? Not really. I caught some highlights. 26 Just rushes. I want to see what he looked like passing the ball. I still like like 26 rushes. Yeah. That's not Levy and Bell stat line. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the quarterback of the Ravens. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you, voice of God. And, uh, hey, look, keep talking to Carson, okay? He's having some struggles over there. He lost Frank Reich. Okay? If he talks to you, you got to answer him. It's always nice to have luck, the Lord, or a little bit of lunch on your side. I say lunch because I'm going to be eating a lot tomorrow watching some football. Speaking of that Monday night game, because I, I got to just talk about it a bit more. It was amazing. Um, Ric Flair was, was, was on the pregame. Ric Flair. What? Yeah. Wow. I missed that. And the ovation he got from the crowd in L.A., it was insane. He's the biggest star there. All, every football player, it, like the, the crowd just... Woo! Of course, yeah. That uh, it's a star-studded crowd. Just goes to show you. By the way, uh, the the world reported that he died like six, like eight months ago. Like I got that on my newsfeed. Ric Flair is dead, and then he tweeted from like his daughter's Twitter, like, "Hey, I'm alive." Not yet, brother. Yeah, exactly. Like, can't take me down. Woo! Twenty-five time world champion, jet plane flying. You got it. Hey, Ric Flair, next time take over for Jason Witten because he is still farming awful. Not enough to ruin the game, though. Nice guy, though. Yeah, sure. I love those Monday Night Football. I love the, the animations they do. They're, uh, yeah. You don't, they're, no, I, I don't know how I feel, but they're pretty ridiculous. Someone's putting a lot of effort in. They're like, yo, we lost Gruden. It's a lot of effort. We got this dumb fuck tight end <laughs> who's going to be calling the games. We need to spice it up with some, 
was, CGI. It was ketchup themed yeah. this week for <laughs> I Pat Mahomes comments. I saw that. Didn't even make sense with the ketchup. Yeah. By the way, watch Gridiron Heights. It's getting. It just gets better and better. They got Matt Stafford at a Thanksgiving meal. Just be like, hey, I got some casserole. It's really good, but it, it never wins any awards or anything. <laughs> Nailed it. Before I get into our picks, just a little something that Monday night reminded me of. This brings us to our truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks, is that sports are amazing. Amazing. If anyone ever says to you, oh, it's just sports, it's not. It's not. It's a lot more than that. You ever watching something and one of your dumbass friends is like watching sports, for instance, and one of your dumbass friends is like, oh, this shit's rigged because it's happening so poetically. So, so it's almost like it's a movie. You know what? When I hear my buddy say, oh, the sport, it's rigged, you know, that's a compliment. It's a compliment to the poetry that sports can become. Monday night, no one wrote that. That could have been a shit game. Could have been a couple of stupid fumbles. But I feel like everyone in that game knew they were part of something special. There was a couple of plays down the stretch that could have been challenged. Stopped that momentum of this almost cocaine high that we were on watching this as a football fan. No, they didn't challenge it. They just let it go. Because in the middle of that fourth quarter, we knew we were watching something special. Sports does this. It creates these scenarios where it's, you can't believe that it's come down to this moment. Basketball, how, how does that, so many games go to overtime? I mean, how many shots do you take? And it always comes down to this one shot or LeBron, LeBron's block. I grew up watching some amazing sports, some amazing football. That's why I became a football fan. I watched great quarterbacks ahead of their time, not having these a offensive rule changes which are making you know the possibilities for these offensive onslaughts ever the more uh, present i'm watching aikman versus young I'm watching Favre versus elway guys that were just ahead of their game Favre didn't know what the nickel defense was three years into his career watch nfl films he had to ask ty detmer hey why do they keep talking about this thing called nickel Detmer's like, are you kidding me? It's when they have a third extra DB on the field. He's like, oh, who cares? Basically, my arm is so good that, yeah, I'm just going to back up for three seconds. I know who I'm supposed to go to, but eventually it just becomes recess football. And I always have a chance to win. I'm going to take that big chunk yardage. And me versus Aikman or me versus Steve Young or Montana versus Elway, we're going to go back and forth. And these are some of the games I grew up with, with Pat Summerall and John Madden calling the games. I mean, it wasn't 50-50, but it was 30-30, and we'd take it back in those running days. Anyway, sports isn't written. Nobody writes this stuff. And some, somehow, some way, it just becomes the greatest thing that's on TV that week or that month. Or, you know, something that you could call your dad about. You haven't talked to him in years, and you're like, hey, pops, you ignore all the bullshit that you've been arguing about and why you don't talk anymore, and you're just like, hey, did you, you, know, did you, see, the, did you see the Masters yesterday? Wow. You know, me and my dad still talk about when Tiger Woods, with a torn ACL, won the U.S. Open. I was with my buddy Mike Morrison. We were driving up from Toronto towards Muskoka. We pulled over at the Cardinal Golf Club, pretended to be shopping in their pro shop. I didn't have any doubt. And just to watch the last four holes of Tiger versus Rock, Rocco Mediate because we knew that we were watching something that 40 years from now we'd remember. 
And no matter what episode of Grey's Anatomy you watch or your wife watches, no matter how good Bachelor was this season, <laughs> no matter, you know, how good that episode of The Voice was, or most of this stuff's sort of written, planned, executed by producers. Sports, it's just left up to athletes trying their best to reach their childhood dreams and make their families, you know, dreams come true with insane amounts of money. You know, some people don't like the money. I sometimes see the pure joy in being able to take care of your family for generations. And yeah, maybe it's not fair. Maybe surgeons should be making more, but whatever. That's the world. It's not fair. But sometimes it creates some real beautiful shit that I want to watch and I don't want to miss. That's why you book off Thanksgiving, at least for a half day. Yeah, skip the Lions game. Who fucking cares? All right? But Phil's playing Tiger on Friday, and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it with my farving dad. All right? Sports is beautiful. Okay? Next time someone tells you sports are dumb, pff, show them Monday night's game. Show them highlights of Tiger. Show them LeBron promising Cleveland a championship and coming back and getting it done. The last second with Almost a block cried. against Golden State. I didn't like LeBron before that. Now I do. Anyway, sports are awesome. Monday night proved it. Keep watching. It's going to get better. Woo! Love Truth of the Week. Love you guys. Love my Look Who's Talkers. And this week, I love my picks. Ah, unfortunately, dropped below 500 last week on my Hue picks with a 1, 3, and 2 week. That's two pushes. We are now 32, 34, and 4. Two games out of 500, but I made up for it. I'm hot on these props, folks. On Monday night, I gave you three props on our Instagram account, at who's, who's Talking. Tyreek Hill, over catches. That was over in the first half. He ended up with 12, I believe. Uh, the number was six. That was a gimme. Also, long pass, which I said would be to Tyreek Hill. Hey, it happened. Watch the taunting. Guy looks insane, by the way. Him and Alvin Kamara just look like they're football gods from another world. And you tell them about their penalties, like, oh, yeah, sorry. You know, like, don't worry. I'll get another one next. next yeah, I'll make up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all good. Um, anyway, 32, 34, and 4. But our props picks went uh, three, on th three for three on Monday night. Even told you that they were going to happen. Long pass to Tyreek Hill and a long rush. Loved it. So uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll give you primetime picks. Follow us on Twitter. My name is at Jeff Hewlett, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T. I'm with the Lord himself. At the Fantasy VOG. And you can follow Weird Mike. He's currently in Columbia. Yeah, his picks are back to 6-5. and five. He lost last week. He's still ahead of me in our Muskoka Brewery bet. But we're moving right into our Hugh Picks. You! By the way, send us your picks. We'll read them out in mail time at the end of the show. You got a better pick than us. If you think I'm an idiot, tell me why. Don't just say you're going to be wrong. The Giants are going to lose again. Eli sucks. Have a take. Tell me why. Ahead of time. Yes. No yeah. hindsight Harry. Yeah, yeah. Don't hide. Hindsight Harry. I love None that. None of that. Love Weird Mike does that shit to me. Hindsight Harry. I told you. No, you didn't. You told me right now. <laughs> after you saw the result. <laughs> after I was taping together his ripped up tickets. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Gold pick. This week, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three at Denver. I again, I said, mentioned this last year. You want to pick the teams that you know. Pick the teams that, you know, you might know for a weird reason. <laughs> I am the Pittsburgh Steelers. Capable of great things. Slightly inconsistent. 
show up for the big ones, sleep in for the for the ones no one cares about. The Bayview show, if you will. <laughs> That's for you, Gordo. Steelers, you know what? Got away with one last week. Ben's not going to do that again. I think Denver's going to put up a fight. they got a good running game. Not going to be enough. Steelers need the game. And uh, they're going to win. They're wa- they just watched Kansas City kind of set the standard for what it's going to take to, you know, win this AFC. And I think the Steelers are going to try out some stuff. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go off because the, sec- the Denver secondary can't cover both him and A.B. Look for Ben to go off. And, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, minus three. Love it. If that goes up to three and a half, watch it. I like it at three. I'm taking it at three. Also love it. All right. My silver pick. Told you off the bye, I'd be getting right back on Tom Brady's penis. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Nine and a half. Love it. I'm taking him over the Jets at coming off a of bye week. Okay, I should say him and the rest of the Patriots. But really, it's him. He lost. It's the bye week. It's November. Check the stats. He's angry. He's angry. Gronk's back. And it's uh, Bill Belichick against the rookie quarterback. The rookie quarterback, who I like, is from Southern California. It's November in New York. I just don't see this one being close. Um, Take New England. They're going to win 35-20. to The bronze pick. Taking the Green Bay Packers plus three in a must-win game. Sunday night football in Minnesota. Green Bay coming off... Weird Mike's favorite, the mini buy after losing a heartbreaker in Seattle where they were up again and gave the ball away. Again, fourth and two, you don't go for it, McCarthy. Welcome to 2018. You're not gonna be coach, you're gonna be coaching a different team next year. That's just the way it goes. Fourth and two with Aaron Rodgers, you farm and go for it. Anyone covering for you in the sports media world, they, they don't understand where football's going either. Fourth and two, you go for it. With two and a half minutes left, what do you think? You're gonna stop Seattle all of a sudden? You're crap D. Yeah, you didn't. Sorry, four minutes left. Four minutes left. It was fourth and two. Go for it. But it doesn't matter. I'm taking the better quarterback. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay plus three. If that goes to two and a half, fade it. I like the plus three. I'll take the full field goal in what's going to be a very close game. Hard fought. Green Bay wins outright, but I'm taking the plus three. Our last three picks. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield in the ultimate fuck you game to Hugh Jackson, who got hired by their division rivals, the Cincinnati Bengals, basically to be a spy, at least for you know this particular game. And sure, help out Marvin Lewis in their old guys, we aren't really good at this anymore sort of meetings. They're very yeah. tight. Right. Uh, the point is, everybody on that Cleveland team absolutely hates Hugh going to the Bengals. Football teams are like that. They're, they're tight. It's a warrior tribe-like mentality. In the division, that's... Yeah. In the in the state. You know, it's yeah. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Uh, same color. Anyway, I like... Uh, I got the I, I got Baker Mayfield, who's emerging every week, looking better and better. I like Greg Williams, because he's psychotic in his weird bounty hunter way. He's going to get everybody riled up for this game. He's got a couple screws I loose. fear for Andy Dalton's ACL. They probably have x-rays of it up in the Cleveland room right now. Miles Garrett's going to have a game. Yeah, they got- uh, Also, stay tuned on the, the AJ Green uh, just injury updates. I saw that he might be playing. Check it out. Yes, it's we're sort of, you know, week to like it's day by day. I so. like the pick anyway. If he is playing, I think Cleveland busts out this week. Wins the Battle of Ohio outright. Cleveland's got some playmakers. Also, since he's coming off a very hard-fought game against the Ravens, when you play the Ravens in Baltimore, it's tough anyway. When they run 45 times a game, that's a lot of banging and bruising. 
They're going to be banged up going to the game. Season's over, Cincy. See you later. I'm taking my boy, Nick Mullen, who's going to be the future quarterback of one of your favorite teams, Luka Stalkers and Voice of God. I'll get to that at the end of the show. Nick Mullen getting a full three and a half in Tampa Bay. Uh, Javis Winston starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That just screams picks to me against a pretty stout defense, uh, San Francisco defense. Playing better and better every week. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll take Nick Mullins, who's uh, just a great. He's a good quarterback. Take him, love it. Put three and a half, San Francisco. Final pick of the week. This is the Gruden special. I don't like any team that plans to cover an 11-point spread with a running quarterback. Sorry. To get 11 points better than the other team, you're going to have to throw the ball a bit more. Especially if my team's got a starting quarterback who likes to throw. Had a decent game last week, and they're not tanking. Derek Carr doesn't want anything to do with that first first overall pick. I don't think the Raiders do either. I'm taking Oakland plus 10.5. Keep it a game. Don't bet teams. Bet numbers. Okay? This number's too big, and... The Ravens, without Joe Flacco, cannot cover 11 and a half points. Or, sorry, 10 and a half points. Those are you picks. Woo! You! All right, Weird Mike from Cartagena, Colombia, actually the home of the current world flyboard champion and my former roommate, Daniel Guerra. Flyboard Daniel on Instagram. The guy's a ninja. Uh, yeah, Weird Mike, send us your pick, bro, courtesy of Hook Me the International. Mucho gusto, Senor Hewlett. Mucho gusto. Weird Mike live from Cartagena, Colombia. Folks, when I get back, do I got a couple stories for you. You know what I mean? Weird pick last week. Busted out one point. Steelers. God damn. Jags are done. Big Ben with the rally. Fell a point short. Six and five on the year. No biggie. Guaranteeing a winner here from the crazy continent of South America. Weird pick of the week, Philly, Eagles, defending champs, minus five and a half versus the New York football Giants. Couple reasons for the pick. First reason, Philly got embarrassed, blown out, shit-cocked on national TV, America's game of the week, 48-7 to the Saints, embarrassed. They come back hard with a vengeance. Division rival. Division still up for grabs. Second reason for the pick. I'm at a Philly smoke show on Isla Rosario. Okay? She was banging, yo. And she told me the Eagles are good for it. Couple reasons for the pick. I love it. You should too. We're never going back to 500 or less. We're at six and five now. We're climbing to seven five. Hang on tight. Remember, weird picks ain't like regular picks. They're a little bit tougher, just like this guy. Live from Cartagena. I miss you guys. I'm back next week. Take it away, Hugh. Mucho gusto. Buenas noches. All right. Thanks, Weird Mike. Uh, by the way, did you see the picture of the smoke show? He sent it into the group chat. No. She's got a nicer mustache than you, uh, Huck Media. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> no, he's he's for the third time he's blocked on my phone yeah, in the I group chat. So I saw that. Doesn't doesn't even exist. Yeah, no, no. I mean, she looked she looked pretty cute. She had an Adam's apple. But yeah, it's, we're not in Thailand. Uh all right, thanks, Weird Mike. By the way, that was a nice quiet spot. Huck Media told him 
Find a quiet spot. Send your send your weird pick in. Sounds like he's standing in the middle of traffic. <laughs> yeah, lot lot going on in the background of the airport. I think he's yeah on the the runway. Him and his chest hair though, they are international. I'll give, I'll give him that. Sixty six weddings, and I think he's been to about sixty countries. Mister Worldwide. Yep, banned from fifty nine of them now. <laughs> All right, he's taking Philly, and uh, we'll post the video of Weird Mike and uh, and Cartagena. If uh, the Eagles cover six. If not, well, it never happened. It's the way uh, Instagram works now. All right. Uh, oh, just one more thing. Truth of the week. Remember I was talking about how, like, everything's just, you know, just becomes a story, and it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the replacement refs saga? Yeah. If you, when that first started, if you could have been like, how do you think this will end? Like, if this was a movie about replacement refs, how would it end? I don't know. Monday Night Football against two playoff teams at Lambeau Field. Last play of the game is a Hail Mary. One guy calls a pick and one guy calls a touchdown. touchdown. And then they talk about it and and get the wrong decision. The next day, the real refs are hired back. You can't write this stuff. Anyway, hey, I need some help. Voice of God, so does, uh, so does Huck Media, because I'm facing him this week in fantasy. Give our look who's talkers some fucking smart shit. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. All right. Uh, Sorry about my blasphemy, by the way. It's all right. You're forgiven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple uh, fantasy news news and notes heading into week 12. Uh, some big injuries this, this past week. Uh, O.J. Howard is, is going to be out for the next little while with a high ankle sprain. Uh, those aren't often ones uh, quick to heal. So Cameron Bray, we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, Jimmy Graham also is, has a broken thumb. Uh, Mike McCarthy has said he, he might play through it, but he's a pass-catching tight end. It's your thumb. You need that. This isn't the playoffs yet, so he's probably going to be out for a little while too. Also, it's Jimmy Graham. You've seen the size of his thumb? It's it's like really Huck's like, leg. Might need a femur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big thumb. Also, Mr. Mitch Trubisky uh, will be sitting out a Thursday Night Football. He's dealing with a couple lingering issues uh, that have popped up. So take note and grab a quarterback off waivers if you haven't already. There's lots of good options this week. Uh, But moving into the wide receivers, if these guys are still somehow on your waivers, grab them. I'm sure there's somebody you can kick off your roster. Mr. Kiki Kuti is owned at about 30% of leagues somehow. I'm not sure which leagues these are where he's still unowned, but you should definitely grab him if not. Um, you know, he looks like the strong second option for Mr. Deshaun Watson. Demarius Thompson, Demarius Thomas, sorry, has not been all that uh, everyone thought he might be, that vintage DT. So, Kiki, grab him. As we said, he lost a step. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, L.A., Josh Reynolds. Oh, man, he had a solid game. Uh, I think he had about 80 yards and a solid touchdown filling in and soaking up some of those targets from Mr. Cooper Cup, who is done for the year, as we have discussed. Uh, Carolina, DJ Moore, definitely worth a grab. Also, New Orleans, Traquan Smith. He also balled out with over 100 yards and a touchdown. Gaining more and more of Drew Brees' trust each week. Really love Traquan. Moving now to the running backs. Couple, couple hot names here. Gus Edwards. Gus. Who's Gus, that? Gus the Bus. Exactly. I hadn't even heard of him before this week. I hadn't heard of him before four seconds ago. The Ravens running back. Uh, one of one of four guys in the mix there, but he exploded, looked great, had over 115 yards on 17 carries, and yeah, his name is Gus. What's not to love? Yep, grab him. Gus Definitely worth a shot. Gus the bus. He is, it's you know late in the season, you know, 
teams start riding a hot hand, you make one of these pickups. Like these are these game, these league winning pickups. So, you know, shoot your shot, kids. Uh, Philadelphia, Josh Adams, running back, um, worth a shot for a depth ad, as well as Elijah McGuire of the Jets and Jalen Richard of the Raiders, who is has more and more targets uh, due to Doug Mark. Doug Martin, sorry, dealing with some injury. Um, tight end, this is where it really matters as we talk. Those those guys, O.J. Howard, um, as well as Mr. Jimmy Graham, are going to be sitting out for a little what, bit. So uh, looking at Denver's dude, Jeff Hurman, I'm sure that's still not right. Um, but, yeah, d- solid pickup. I think that's it. <laughs> I do. Uh, the guy that we've probably mentioned every week here, uh, Vance McDonald, he seems to be picked up and dropped faster than – a prom night dumpster baby. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Cameron Brait, he's going to be the guy. Jameis Winston is back in the starting slot. Uh, Fitzy is riding the pine. So Cameron Brait and Jameis get along great, especially with no eight OJ on the field. Um, and L.A. Ram, Gerald Everett. Another one of those guys, Tyler Higby, like all these, all these periphery Ram players that look like studs and had a ton of feeds in that absolute bloodbath of a game. Uh, on both sides of the ball. And as always, if you've got a, a couple more questions for us, uh, hit us up on social at Hughes Talking or me directly on Twitter at the Fantasy VOG. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know if your tips helped you. And uh, yeah, we'll shout you out at the, st- at the end of the show. We want all you look who's talkers starting to get to know each other. Just the tips. <laughs> yeah. All right, just one quick thing because I, I like to say things on this show before anyone else does. So sometimes you got to. There's a lot of shows out there. Sometimes you got to guess things like, you know, a year and a half away. I went for the long bombs thing last year. That's starting to really pay off. And I'm just trying just to explain this. Basically, why are you going to waste four seconds of protection just to throw a four-yard pass that might be incomplete? If it's going to be maybe incomplete anyway, throw it 40 yards downfield. Game's changing. Now, just to shift gears, I'm just predicting something. Because I see a natural talent in a situation where he can't really succeed. His name's Nick Mullen. He went to South Mississippi State University, home of Brett Favre. Where's number four? That's his boy. Guys, kid's got a rocket arm. He's decisive and he's accurate and confident and prepared and apparently very coachable. You know what he sounds like to me? Those attributes? That sounds like a New England Patriot. Okay? Whoa. Now, if he stays in the Niners, and Shanahan obviously likes him, what's he going to do? They just signed Garoppolo to like $150 million to sleep with a fat porn star and finish at the bottom of the division the next six years. Sorry, that's my Jimmy G hate creeping through. But Nick Mullins needs somewhere to go. Brady's going to be 42 next year. He wants to play till he's 45. Call it 44, 43 in the middle somewhere. More realistic. That gives Mullins a couple years to learn. San Francisco owes New England a favor for giving them Jimmy for a second rounder in the first place. Fifth round pick for Nick Mullins sometime in the offseason. You heard it here first. He's a patriot. Uh, All right. We're going to give you a couple more props picks. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at uh, Hughes Talking or on Twitter at Hughes Talking as well. Uh, Yeah, we're hot. We want to share the love. Because it's Thanksgiving. Just like, just like stuffing and gravy, we want to share it. Unlike cranberry sauce, where it just, just throw it out. We want to burn it. Burn it. Destroy it. All right. Give me some news that doesn't matter. Oh, holiness.
All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Making his News That Doesn't Matter official debut, Mr. Ann Rogers. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the segment, bud. Yeah. Home of Jalen Ramsey, Ben McAdoo, and dildos on the field. <laughs> Absolutely. Hope to have you more often. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been a rough little little go for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, they lost to the Seahawks in primetime. Um, and, you know, he's a California native. And there's a lot of shit going on in California right now, including the wildfire. Um, so he, you know, took it to social media to use his influence. Uh, so he was, you know, tweeted out, um, you know, please watch this video, retweet, you know, we'll match donations, really trying to, you know, just drive some awareness to the cause. And, you know, the guy's trying to do some good and can't win right now. So his brother, Jordan Rogers, who some of you uh, may know at home from being on The Bachelor, The yep. Bachelorette, he was participated in one of those, aired yeah. a lot of dirty laundry on TV. Huck read his book. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bachelor fan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, basically Jordan, uh, absolutely ripped Aaron to shreds for the whole world to see. So he was responded to the tweet by saying, but when your own mom is home alone during the fires, car packed, ready to evacuate, and you miss the fundamental first step of compassion, calling your parents to make sure they're safe. Everything else just feels like an act. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, you know, that's just not, I have a brother. We've yeah. got an argument right. once, but <laughs> yeah. that is some – I don't even know where to start with that. A Cu- uh, couple things come to mind. One, Aaron, even in his video message tweet about raising money, like, hey, good on you, man, million dollars. You know, It's, it's got to go somewhere good. So there's some good there. But he still sounds like an unemotional just dick, even just talking about this help that he's trying to do for the, you know, this hometown. But he mentioned, he's like, I talked to my friends – he didn't say friends and family, like to get it, you know, hearing how stuff was going. He specifically said friends. Now, here's where I'm gonna give Aaron the benefit of the doubt, and I never do that. Is that he consistently has said throughout the years, because this has been a couple of years now, of his brother calling him out, basically saying, Yeah, we I, our family doesn't talk to him. And Aaron just said, you know, not talking about this uh, in the public. Basically, like, maybe his family's fucking crazy. You know, there's that slight possibility that it's like, yeah, I didn't call home. It's because they they tried to steal $500,000 from me, you know, like five years ago. Very possible. So anyway, the other thing is is his brother, Jordan, he's about as soft as Alex Smith's check down. Okay. Like, I mean, the call out, sure, whatever. But like to be like, it was so emotional. It was so just feminine like just the the whole like you didn't even call home like n- no mention of this okay yeah you're, hey bro i get a million dollars you know you could have checked in at home a little bit but yeah like to to be so um with there was so much visceral in the in the tweet to really the fundamental good person thing to do is to call i mean i get it i agree but you're a loser, too. All right? I'm siding with Aaron. I don't know. I don't know. Where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of people over the years Literally, that said Aaron is quite a dick. Yes. But uh, but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And neither does the other apple. So they're all dicks. <laughs> this big family of cocks. <laughs> Bunch Shit of dicks. Shit cocked. Hey, weird, Mike? Yeah. Someone who's not a dick. <laughs> Someone who's an absolute beauty. My boy, Juju Smith-Schuster. Big beauty. Balling on the field. Yep. Balling off of it. Um, I don't know what you saw, but what he wore to the game down in Duval County. Oh. But he wore a Jaguar print suit, head to toe, rocking Jaguar like they had already won the game. Yeah, like the 
they're so gangster, like the mafia would have loved that. Be like, oh, the guy's wearing a Jaguar suit, you know? Yeah, such disrespect. <laughs> I love, love it. it. And I it almost it. bit him in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite things in the world is when people are very cocky and then back it up. So yes. They, uh, thanks to Big Ben, you know, they, they managed to pull it off. Juju Smith, uh, sorry, on the other side of the cocky coin, Jalen Ramsey, so ashamed to be a Jaguar right now, wore a balaclava during the game, and they're in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiding his face. Needs a paper bag. Yeah. He's out of there. He's yeah. getting He's, out of there. He gone. Um, ending things now, um, down in Florida. And if any and if, if any news story starts with, this happened in Florida, you definitely need to perk up. Because if you're familiar with the internet, you know the batshit crazy headlines that come out of there on a weekly basis. Whether it's, you know, bath salt, face-eating zombies or whatever. Right. Um, but anywho, um, yeah, there are a constant supply of great headlines for us. But uh, anywho. Face-eating zombies. Well, I still can't believe that really happened. But yeah, yeah, that was a thing. I don't take baths anymore. Yeah. Or, and I mostly only use pepper now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, one, one presumably large Dolphins fan um, you know, big enough to own a T-shirt with their logo on it. Um, basically, he was this Dolphins fan entered a <laughs> public library down in uh, in somewhere in Florida, and I guess he had one of those new VR headsets, like fully immersive, like it's like ski goggles that you see the video. You get the headphones on, um, Oculus Rift. There's a couple of them out there, um, but yeah, he you know just threw those on and was like, oh, maybe he's testing out a video game. No, no, he's watching hardcore pornography. With the headphones not plugged in, <laughs> so the external speaker is playing the sound. So there's his mother with her two daughters, and <laughs> she's like filming him, and she like she like she filmed him like in the zone, like not knowing anything's up. And then she filmed when the librarian came over, like, "Excuse me, sir, what the hell are you doing, <laughs> you psychopath, sex offender?" And then she filmed him like sprinting out of the place, like faster, fast as you possibly could. But yeah. No, another good luck for for the Dolphins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> What's the thought process there? Yeah, I'm gonna take this and test her out. Yeah. at the library. Yeah, maybe you know. Go to jail. Go directly to yeah. jail. Do not pass go. Right. Do not get a trial. You're farved up. You're worse than Ben McAdoo. You actually might be uh, a sex offender. Yeah. You don't just look like one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch porn in public. Anybody ever. <laughs> Although, how funny is it, though, when you have to lend someone your phone for a second and you realize you were home all afternoon and they're about to use Safari? <laughs> Did you close that last window? We'll never know. Tune in to Look Who's Talking, episode 38, to find out. <laughs> uh, remember to send in uh, via Facebook message or Instagram message or Twitter uh, any, any of your picks or if you think I'm an idiot or voice of God, is giving unlord-like fantasy advice. If you think Weird Mike is just barving crazy and you'd hate the snaps too, let us know. The end of our show is going to be mail time for you Look Who's Talkers to get involved. you got a better pick than me. Might even put it on my you picks. So send it to us before you think we record the show. Maybe there'll be a guest you pick in there. Maybe you only got five this week. All right? Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Share it on Facebook. Uh, you guys are growing this podcast faster than we are. And we got the Lord's help. Yeah. But thank you, because you guys are awesome. And uh, we love you guys. We wouldn't be Look Who's Talking without you. On behalf of Huck's Mustache, the country of Columbia, and uh, Justin Bieber, great fly border, and Obi Trice, <laughs> and everyone who helps out, even Leslie, our stats lady. Thanks a lot. 
real battle act. Yeah. But I mean, you know, after a couple of we love her. wobbly pops, you know, someone's got to get her horizontal. We'll see you next week. Woo! Take these pills. I'm sick of being okay against my will.